Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my new upcoming totally free live masterclass titled The Most Common Legal and Tax Mistakes at Each Stage of Business and How You Can Avoid Them. On this masterclass, you'll learn whether it's time for you to go from a sole proprietorship to an LLC or from an LLC to an S-Corp, or if you have an S-Corp, how you can make sure that you're running it correctly. You will also learn how to get more profitable in a snap and put your taxes on autopilot, as well as how to make sure you're owning the CEO role in your business and managing the growth of your business without the fear that IRS hate mail or nasty lawsuits are going to come your way. Also, at the end of the class, you'll officially be invited to join the spring 2021 class of Unfuck Your Biz. There will be a special bonus available only to those that attend the masterclass. So if you're curious about the program or know that you need to get a head start on avoiding these legal and tax mistakes we're going to talk about, join us at www.unfuckyourbiz.com where you can register. See you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I am joined by one of my students, Stephanie Lay. Stephanie, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Brayden? Oh, I'm, you know, hanging in there. I got my Starbucks. I'm ready to rock and roll, conquer the day, all that good stuff. It's a Friday. I got a lot of stuff going on. So can you tell my audience a little bit about your business and what it is that you do? Yes. So I am now a virtual assistant. Uh, Before the pandemic, I was an event manager and obviously had to pivot during that time. So right now I'm just assisting online business owners and I've geared mostly towards solo female entrepreneurs. Nice. I, I, didn't, I did not tee up this conversation very well. Sometimes I forget to do a decent intro, but this is, um, if you're like, Brayden, what's going on? What are we talking about? This is a student interview. So what I do is um, before Unfuck Your Biz, my signature program reopens, we release a few of these student interviews. So we're going to talk to Stephanie about... Um, well, her business, obviously, and why she joined the program, what she got out of it. And then my goal is that hopefully, if you're listening to this and you've thought about, oh, well, maybe I should join some of Braden's programs, I really need to unfuck my biz, um, you'll see whether it might be a good fit for you. So Stephanie, um, okay, before you started doing virtual assistant stuff, you were an event manager. So is that similar to like an mm-hmm. event planner? Or is that more like yeah, a corporate? Pretty much. Okay, pretty much. awesome. Yeah. My audience is pretty familiar with that because we work with a lot of wedding people. So yeah, I realized that through your program. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. As, um, as a VA, what kind of work are you primarily doing? I know like for a lot of VAs, it can really run the gamut. Is that the correct word? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it varies. So starting out, you know, I was kind of open to anything and learning new things. So, um, what I've actually realize that I enjoy doing is I guess more towards like marketing so designing in Canva I actually really enjoy um, I'm doing a lot of email marketing so working in convert kit setting up newsletters um, I also help with a lot of admin stuff as well and also running 
um, events and challenges. So just being on site and supporting them. Okay, so are a lot of your clients educators or are they service providers or product-based businesses or kind of all over the place? Kind of all over the place. I have um, a handful of coaches, health coaches and fitness instructors. Um, I'm also working with an accountability coach and a therapist as well. Gotcha. So kind of all okay. over the place. Nice. Yeah, because those, I mean, the kind of stuff that they need from a virtual assisting perspective is very different, right? Like my business looks very different now that I'm doing courses than it did when I was doing like one-on-one -on -one legal services, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So remind me how you originally got into uh, my atmosphere. Were like, were you following the podcast or anything like that? Or did you just find out about the course like right when it opened? No, actually one of my friends forwarded um, an email about your challenge. You're running a challenge, I think last summer yes. or something. Yeah, it was so, in November. Yeah. So I signed up for that and I think I got the email about the masterclass and attended that. And I think, so before that I, I was part of an online community and a lot of people were talking about like how they dislike the tax and legal stuff and it all sounded super intimidating so i was like okay well this is cool like going through the challenge and taking your master class you kind of broke it down and like you said you made it like fun i didn't realize any of that could be fun well, um i try i try to you we do our yeah, best right yeah the best we can or you present it in a fun manner that wasn't intimidating right yes and, like that's kind of giving me that confidence that i can tackle this and do it on my own yeah, that's always the goal, right? Fun is one of our core values in the business. So we try to make it fun. When you were, when you were in your event manager business, w was that a solo business or were you working for someone else? Uh, originally, I was working at a corporate job and then I transitioned to freelance just so I can have that freedom and flexibility. So I was doing a lot of just freelancing with a bunch of different agencies. And I know it was kind of intimidating just getting all those like 1099s and W2s and I yeah. eventually just hired a tax guy to take care of it. Um, okay. Cause that's cause. always like, that's always kind of what I wonder because when you started your VA business, like, did you consider your VA business your first business or were you really starting your second business? I considered it my first business. Okay. Cause, um, cause your I was more in charge of was more like 1099 freelancing kind of stuff. So you didn't really think about it. Yeah. So I was working for other companies versus now I'm just working with like solo clients and I was um, yeah, it's kind of different that way. And, you know, having to deal with more of the admin operations. Yes. So when did you start doing your VA services? Um, I got my first client at the end of last July, but it okay. didn't really pick up until September. Like the first client was like, oh, um, just help me out with a couple things here and there. And then I think by September is when I really just started like picking up like a handful of clients all at once. Nice. We always we always like to hear that, right? Picking up clients a handful a handful at a time. It's like, so, oh, I guess I am a virtual assistant now. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. Like you give yourself that title, and then the clients, you know, the clients come. There's no one that just bestows it upon you, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting started in your business. You're in business for a couple of months. What made you? So you said you were in a Facebook group, right? And you saw these people basically complaining about taxes, pain in the ass, all that kind of stuff. Was that really what made you realize that you needed some help with this or was that already on your radar? Um, I think it was already kind of on my radar, but just having people 
say how intimidating and complicated it was just kind of like instilled like that intimidation into me. Um, and I think I was in your free Facebook group as well. And people just talking about like how they're like so deep into it and they like, yeah, like you said, like unfucking your biz, right? Like having to like redo everything. So that's when I realized I should just start off with like a solid foundation. Might as well just, um, yeah, just Smart. start from the beginning <laughs> and understand what I'm going into instead of just, I've been doing a lot of with the work is like going with the flow and figure out as I'm going along, I'm like, maybe that's not the best approach when it comes to the tax and legal stuff. Right. I feel like it yeah, can get really for me, like for on. me, honestly, that's the really hard thing because I'm um, like, I'm a very action oriented type of person myself. So a lot of the time, like when it comes to some of those tools you mentioned earlier, like ConvertKit, all these tech tools, like I'm the person I just sign up and you like work on it to figure it out. But with the legal yeah. and the tax side of your business, it's like, well, it's a lot harder to make corrections if you do fuck it up. That's of course why we have the unfuck your biz framework. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely smart to do it from the beginning. What I also found was interesting was in your class. So you were the fall of 2020 class. We technically just wrapped up because um, it's a 10 week program. But in your class, we had a lot more um, newbie business owners than we normally do. And I think that was maybe a result of coronavirus. Like a lot of people were starting their business last year. Um, but I'm not, I'm not really sure. So interesting though, we normally have a lot more, um, it's usually like 80, 20, like 80% more established business owners and 20% mm -hmm. newbies. And this time around it was more like 50, 50. Yeah. It's kind of nice though, having like that range, right? Yeah. Um, just hearing everyone else's experience as well. Exactly. They can tell you like what they've already messed up. And then it's mm -hmm. always really reassuring for the new, for the newer business owners when the more experienced business owners are like, it's very, very smart that you're in this course now rather than yes, late. Yes, exactly. Right? Um, better late than never, but better early than late, I guess is the way mm -hmm. I could phrase that. Okay, so you did the challenge. How did you uh, do all the homework when you did the challenge? No, I kind of like, no, I just kind of, I think I just watched <laughs> the videos. Okay, okay, good. You watched the videos. Yeah, we ran that. We had, um, so for those of you that remember, if you were following me then, I think it was a two week challenge. So it was two weeks. We had like a little homework assignment every day for two weeks during the weekdays. And then I did Q and A's in the Facebook group every day. I'm not sure if we're going to do that again. We might try it out one more time. I don't think mm -hmm. this round we're going to do it, but then we had the master classes after that. So once you went through the challenge, um, before you got to the master class, what was kind of your thought process then? Like, were you thinking, oh, this is like helpful. I can do it on my own. Or did you realize that there were definitely some like gaps or like, what was your thought process like? Yeah. I think when I did the master class, I was like, okay, I don't understand like any of these things. So I think it would be helpful to have someone to just talk me through it and teach me. Yeah. And I think you know, just having that class setting versus like trying to go online and like being overwhelmed with all the information there, like having a class setting and having access to you and being able to ask those questions like one on one. And what I really liked about the class was, yeah, you did that, like kind of mastermind on, on some different people in there. Yeah, the thing about the internet is that all the answers are technically there, but you have to sift through all the wrong answers. And then also the real tricky part is synthesizing all the information. So I have these 15,000 articles that are all telling me what yeah. to do, but what do I actually need to do? What order do I need to do them in? All that stuff makes it very yeah. difficult. So you broke so, it down super well, like baby steps. Like Yeah, I'm all about a baby. Well, you know, we have a 500 page textbook. So if it's, that's not step-by-step step enough, then, you know, 
Um, I might actually cut some pages out for the next round. We'll see. I asked <laughs> all of you at the end of the course, I surveyed you all and you all said that you liked the amount of content that was in there, but it was a lot. I know. So yeah. when so you went to the masterclass, <laughs> we talked about, usually I teach on LLCs and S corps. We talk about cash flow management. We talk about taxes. Yeah. What was the area that you thought like, this is what I really need help with, or was it just everything? Um, I think it was a little bit of everything, um, but the cash flow, like, I think you went over like getting off the hamster wheel. Yes. I was like, oh, I think I'm kind of in that, like (laughs) recognizing that. Yeah. We call that the, what the fuck happened to my money hamster wheel or the WTF hamster wheel for short. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, should probably get off that. And then I think when you touched on LLCs and S corps, I was like, all right, I know it's something I need to do, but. I just like don't want to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Like how cool would it be to actually be able to do this myself? Okay, good. So it's, it's always interesting for me to ask that question because I find some of the students really just join because they want tax help. And some of the students just join because they want contract help and some just join because they want LLC help. And what I always have a hard time explaining to people is that the reason, like the reason why I don't just have like three different courses that cover each of those three topics, like I could do that. But what happens is they're all interconnected and you can't really do one without the other, right? So it's like, it's hard to teach cash flow if you don't know how much you need to be saving for taxes. And it's hard to know how much you need to be saving for taxes if you don't know what your legal structure is going to be and how that structure is taxed. So um, that's one of the big, it's, it's almost easier for newer business owners like yourself. Cause you're like, I haven't done anything. I need all of the things, yeah. but for the more experienced business owners, they'll oftentimes say I have an accountant or I have an attorney. I just need this piece. And that's like, okay, but do you actually know what your accountant is doing? If not, it's yeah, like, exactly. Right. All right. Fun. So you, you got into the course. Um, you said that one of your goals was you, you realized you were probably on that hamster wheel. So did you uh, implement all of the systems and structure that we go through in module four? I did. So I opened the business bank account. I set up my capital account. I have it going. Um, I think I just need like a little bit more like being on top of it. Yeah. Um, right now it's just like forget and set, but I want to kind of just like actively watch that and know how much is going in there. So. Nice. So I it's kind of, place. I just need a, you feel like you're probably like halfway there implementing it. Yeah. Are <laughs> your taxes being um, automatically saved though? Yeah. yeah. Have you checked your, your tax savings account in the past week? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of money that's going in there. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, this is good. I'm not going to be does, caught off surprise that, like the past years. Yeah. How does that make you feel though? Looking to see, like looking and seeing that you have a lot of money in your tax savings account now. Does it make you does it make you like pissed off how much money the government is taking from you? Or does it make you happy to know that it's all like automatically being stashed away and you don't have to worry about it? It's a little bit of both. Like I look at it, I'm like, oh, the things that I could be doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, but you know, we talk about yeah. it in the course and all likelihood, you're probably saving a little bit more than you need to be. So mm-hmm. you'll, you'll probably get some of that money back, but it's nice yeah. so having to have that it in there is just nice. as like a safety cushion, right? Like mm-hmm. I looked at mine this morning, I have a few thousand dollars in there and I'm like, okay, this is great. Um, because the thing, the thing about this time of year that people don't really realize is that our fourth quarter tax payments for 2020 was due on January 15th. So April 15th is our first quarter payment for 2021. But you know what April 15th also is, right? 
it's our tax filing. Yeah, it's our tax filing deadline. So what happened, what I usually do is I have all my money saved. And then hopefully when I file my taxes, I won't end up owing anything. So I already paid my quarterlies. But if I do, I do end up owing a little bit, I'll I'll borrow a little bit from what I've been saving for Q1 Mm -hmm. for 2021. And then I'll just um, up my savings percentage by 5% for like the next two months. And then we get caught up. So if that was gibberish to everyone listening, they'll figure it out if they join the program, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So you also, you did form your LLC, right? Mm-hmm. So how was that? Like pretty straightforward? Was it a headache? Yeah. No, it was pretty straightforward. Like, like you, like I said earlier, like it just like sounded like such an intimidating cloud, right? Yeah. Um, but you walked it through perfectly and it was like, okay, all I had to do was like, look up like how to form an LLC in Virginia, get a registered agent. And like, yeah, I think pretty much every step of the way, like there was either a video or module about it, or you were able to answer my question. So there wasn't like any guesswork. Right. So yeah, that's the, that's the goal, right? So we have the tutorial vault in the program. So that we have basically video tutorials on just about everything. And then my plan is always, if I need to make more tutorial videos, we can just make more and add them. But so far we haven't really had to do that. There's, Oh my God. As I tell you, when I created this program, I, can, I can't even tell you how much, time, how much time it took. Sometimes I look back and I forget, like forget how much is in there until I go back and look, look myself, but you've already done it. So you don't have to do much. Else, I know. Or we just have to make updates. So that's the nice thing. Pretty much every time we launch, we find a typo or two in the textbook. I know that you all were very savvy and I forget who in the group found um, a mathematical error in one of the problems. So we're getting that updated for the next round. So that'll be good. Okay, what in, um, so I call it the Unfuck Your Biz framework. It's a five-step framework, five modules in the course. We have a whole process. You have a checklist, all that good stuff. What in the course do you still have on your to-do list? Because some people get all the way through the content in the course. It is a lot though. So our goal is to get through the hardest stuff, to get all your questions answered. And then some of the things people will work on gradually over the next couple of months. And that's okay too. Are you still working on any parts? Um, not really actually. So I'll admit that I kind of fell behind um, uh-huh. on the content, but I still try to show up when I can for the classes just to be there. Um, but that's why like, I'm super grateful for the alumni group. Because, you know, just like that continued support and accountability. So um, just recently, I th- I just finished up the contracts portion. So nice. like, what, it took like two weeks for me to finish everything up. And I yeah, think I'm pretty caught up con- on everything. Like, the contracts portion like comes at the very end, but that's also like, it's a lot. If you do, like, if you go through all the contracts, right? Because you did your mm-hmm. client contract. Um, have you done your contractor agreements yet? No. So you might you might not need them for a while. I don't think I need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you may. But, I have yeah. like some VA friends who subcontract out work, so you might get to the point where you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So but, you've gone through the yeah. contract stuff. So, I was going to say, um, going through the contracts, I was like, oh, I wish I had this at the beginning of my business. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> like just someone to talk me through each portion of it. Okay. I was going to ask if there was, if there were any paragraphs or provisions that you got out of our contract templates that you think would have come in really handy with any previous clients. Um, I think a lot of the legalese stuff at the end. Okay. Um, you're, just, just, say you're still pretty new, so you might not have any client horror stories yet, which is knock on wood. Yeah, good. nothing yet. <laughs> but, you know, just sending those contracts at the beginning where I'm like, I think this needs to be there. Yeah. This is what other people have, but 
you know, having it broken down and explained to me, like step by step, what each one actually means, like makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. And don't you like, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So if you don't feel this way, you could just let me know. But don't you feel like it makes you feel so much better, A, when you're sending a solid contract to a client, knowing that you're better protected, but B, doesn't it also just make you feel much more professional? This is what I try to tell people all the time. No, I totally agree. Yeah. It's like if you, if someone's going to pay you for services, because I'll talk to especially newer business owners and they're like, well, you know, I don't want to be a big stickler and send them this like really lengthy contract and it might like uh, turn them off. And I'm like, well, if I'm paying you money and you send me a really robust contract, I know that you're taking your business seriously and you're more professional. And those are the kind of people I want working for me. My perspective. Okay. So, um, Stephanie, you mentioned that you're in the alumni membership now. For those of you that are listening, I don't really, I don't really promote the alumni membership a lot because it's only open to course alumni. So you join the course. After the course is over, you can join the alumni membership and we go through more advanced content. I, I still, Stephanie, I don't know how to pitch. I still don't know how to explain the alumni, uh, the alumni membership because it's kind of like a mastermind. It's continued support for the course. We have extra course support. Um, but your next steps once you finish unfuck your contracts which is basically done you'll be going through unfuck your systems and unfuck mm-hmm. your finance are you excited for those i am yeah i think i i do like the systems and having that in yeah. place so i'm excited that's it that. yeah that's the nice thing as well like i don't i don't claim to be a systems expert but i do claim to be a hot mess express in many respects of terrible memory <laughs> So there are certain systems I've had to build in my own business just to keep myself on track. So those mm-hmm. are useful for some people. Other people, you know, as a VA, you definitely know this. Some people want to use ClickUp. Some want to use Trello. Some don't have a project management system. You're going to integrate some of the concepts like into your business. Um, after this interview, I'm actually going to be working on some of our Unfuck Your Finance content, which um, should be fun because- Yay. Then we're going to talk about that's something when you were in the live course of Unfuck Your Biz, we were chatting a lot about um, debt and savings, like with the current alumni students. So that's what we're putting into the course, talking a lot about student loan debt and credit card debt and saving for a house and all that super fun stuff. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we talked about your next steps. We just about... We just about covered everything. It was super mm-hmm. fun. What would you, if someone was kind of thinking, they're like, well, you know, I probably do need to do all of this stuff, but it just frankly sounds like the worst and I don't want to do it. All right. I'd rather just hire someone and like pay someone else money. Like, what would you tell that person? Um, I would say it's like just super like empowering to be able to do it yourself. Um, and yeah, just like understanding that and you know, being able to say that you're a business owner and you understand all, all the back end. And even if you do hire someone eventually, like, like you said earlier, like it's good to understand what they're actually going through too. Right. They're not just like, okay, do everything here, but you can actually, you know, understand what you're paying for. Yes. Love that. So with that in mind, what do you think is the first thing you'll hire out in your business? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think I'm going to attempt my taxes this year, doing my tax filing by myself because I've been having someone do that, but. And you know, we have, we have videos for that in the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I signed up for the tax challenge as well. So I need to get on that. Um, Okay. So you're going to try to Yeah. Just having that confidence. Love that. 
I actually keep meaning to hire. I keep telling people I'm going to hire out my own bookkeeping, but then I keep not doing it because it's like, I hate doing it. But then every month I'm like, oh, it's only 20 minutes. I'll just do it. I'll hire someone like two months from now. Um, how are you doing your bookkeeping and how do you like it? Um, right now I'm just using, I think kind of similar to your template, just Excel for now. The spreadsheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's so, I mean, it's so easy that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I still like, do you're, my, I think you're more like in charge of it. Right. Like, yeah, I still like do that. my bookkeeping on a spreadsheet. Like, no, I know a lot of, I feel like that surprises a lot of people because they always think that tax professionals like need to set up the most complicated systems in QuickBooks with all the automations. And I'm like, I'll break shit. If I try to set up too many automations, one of them <laughs> and then everything's going to get messed up and then it's going to take me too long to fix it. They're not worth the hassle mm-hmm. to me. Um, QuickBooks is great yeah. for some businesses though. Like, just um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on my friend Emily's podcast. No, not her podcast. Anyway, I was talking to her students and she has an earring business. So she's a maker. So she's, you know, sending out 300 earrings like a month to her, her customers. That I would not be doing in a spreadsheet. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 300 sales per month, plus all the cost of goods, all that kind of stuff. No way. Okay. Super fun. Well, that just about wraps it up. Um, Stephanie, anything else that you want to share, share with the good people? Mm, No, like just, if you're on the fence about it, just, I don't know. No, I would say go for it. Um, It's definitely a good investment once you look at it overall, right? Just building that solid foundation and having like just that knowledge beforehand instead of kind of doing it on your own and like oh, a lot of these students right just yeah making a mess and like going backwards and trying to correct it and like dealing with more fees and legal stuff so yeah and I should I should have mentioned closer to the top of this we are going to be doing another live round of unfuck your biz starting in a few weeks the exact date is TBD it I will know the date by the time this podcast releases but we're recording it <laughs> about five weeks early So right now I don't have that exactly nailed down, but if everyone is on my email list, you will be invited to my masterclass. At the end of the masterclass is where I do the formal invitation into Unfuck Your Biz. So there's no surprise there. I'm not going to try to, you know, get you on this thing and surprise you and try to sell you into something that you're unprepared for. We do a full hour of teaching on the masterclass. We're going to dive into some of the concepts that I teach in the course. And then after that, you will be invited into the program. I encourage everyone to sign up for the masterclass if they're remotely interested because I have special course bonuses that are only available to people who come and sign up on the masterclass. So that's super fun. So Stephanie, last question. Um, I always tell my audience that they should join my Facebook group called Braden's Besties. Everyone needs to go join. If you're not already a member, it's totally free. If people want to become Stephanie's besties, what's the best way to do that? Um, Instagram. Cool. What's your Instagram? Um, Do that. Instagram, it's Steph, S-T-E-P-H, X-Lay, L-A-Y. Okay, Steph, X-Lay. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes as well so you all can go follow Stephanie, um, shoot her a message, especially maybe if you need some virtual assistant help, Stephanie can help you out. Um, Stephanie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Raiden. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. 
That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.